Good morning. Good morning. It is Monday, June the 19th in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm J.D. Walt, and this is your wake-up call. Let's begin today, a new week, finding ourselves at the feet of Jesus, praying this prayer of consecration. Wake up, sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to you, Jesus. Yes, Jesus, we belong to you. And we're praying in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today's entry is called On the Most Dangerous Condition in the world. And our text is Romans chapter 10, verses 1 through 4. Hear now the word of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, my heart's desire and prayer to God for the Israelites is that they may be saved. For I can testify about them that they are zealous for God, but their zeal is not based on knowledge. Since they did not know the righteousness of God and sought to establish their own, they did not submit to God's righteousness. Christ is the culmination of the law, so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. That's the word of the Lord. Now consider this. There are three words you don't want to hear together, and you certainly don't want to hear them spoken of you. Those words are zeal without knowledge. There is a way of doing the work of God that actually destroys the work of God. That way is called zeal without knowledge. It is a way of working for God instead of working with, in, and through Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. You believe every word of the Bible. Do your dead level best to do what it says. Support all of God's causes. Take bold stands for Jesus. Earn perfect attendance, Sunday school pins, and all sorts of other spiritual merit badges. Put Jesus bumper stickers on your car, wear the t-shirts, and basically tick all the religious boxes. And all of this is done in the name of Jesus, and yet it gives Jesus a bad name. How? Because it is without knowledge. This word knowledge is not what we may think. It is not knowledge as in knowing a lot of stuff about God. 
The word knowledge, epignosis in the Greek, means something more like contact knowledge. It is knowledge gained through relationship. Yes, it means knowing. It means knowing someone rather than knowing about someone. To say a person is infected with zeal without knowledge is to say they are a person who needs to be in control. This is what Paul is saying about the Jews here. Paul knew them because he was them. This is why sin does not originate from immorality, but insecurity. People who need to be in control are insecure people. We know them because we are them. This is what is behind a works-based righteousness. Not diligence, but insecurity. Not the surrenderedness of faith in God, but fear that creates the need to be in control of everything and God while being seen as acting in the name of God. This is the nature of zeal without knowledge. And if you know anything about Paul's track record, you know it is deadly. The people who carry zeal without knowledge will put the mission of God over the people and would-be people of God all day long. They will believe they are loving God as they crucify people and all in the name of Jesus. They will sacrifice family and friendships for the cause and consider that they have a higher calling than all that. It is actually one of the most diabolical evils in life. Zeal is not bad. It can be a very good quality. Knowledge in the sense of knowing God is infinitely better. Zeal for God without intimately knowing God is the worst. Zeal for God issuing forth from the intimate knowledge of God leads to the most beautiful thing in the world, faith moving in love. Permit me the rare word of radical candor here today. If you think you may be even remotely infected with zeal without knowledge, get to the floor as fast as you can and repent with a prayer something like this. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Why such a grave tone today? Here's why, in the very words of Jesus, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers.
zeal without knowledge. Yep, that's what he's talking about. The prayer. Abba Father, we come before you with open hearts, asking you to search us and know us. Would you ferret out our need to be in control and expose it as sin to us? Our controlling nature defies faith and destroys love. It kills relationships, destroys churches, and paralyzes the movement of your kingdom. We renounce our need to control, and we confess it as the source of our self-righteousness and our deceived plot to save ourselves. Yes, Jesus, this is as old as time and as current as this moment. Have mercy on us, Lord Jesus. Have mercy on us. Cleanse us, Holy Spirit, and renew a right spirit in us. Praying in Jesus' name, amen. And the question, are you or do you tend to be a controlling person? Why is that? And for him today, since I'm going to be on the road this week on family vacation, I'm going to be calling some audibles for our hymns. Today, let's sing the great Keith Green chorus, Create in Me a Clean Heart. It's not in our hymnal. I think you'll recognize the words, and we'll sing it through twice so you can get the hang of it. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, O God. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. And renew a right spirit within me. Once again, create in me a clean heart, O God. And renew a right spirit within me. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not, cast me not away from thy presence, O God. Take not thy Holy Spirit from me. 
Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and renew a right spirit within me. Amen. Well, there's one note for further study and reflection in today's email. You might want to check that out. And um, just a couple of reminders. I'd love for you to look into our How to Receive an Outpouring of the Holy Spirit course coming up next month in July. We're doing that at no official charge. We'll receive an offering, but that'll be optional. Trying to make room for as many people as possible. It's going to be powerful. And then, uh, as I've said to you here last week, my book is just out, Still Day One, Living in the Day After the Day of Pentecost. I'd love you to see that book and get that in your collection. One of my favorite ones. As you know, I'm on vacation this week. Praise God, I've got my four kids and we're out in Frisco, Colorado hopefully doing lots of nature tr- nature hikes, maybe some bicycling and kayaking and staying off our phones and off of screens in general, being uh, face-to-face and enjoying the beauty of God's creation and the gift of each other. Pray for us. Listen, I'll see you guys uh, out on the field today. We'll be sowing rain or shine for the awakening. I'm J.D. Walt. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend. Leave us a rating and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall.